Welcome back to Create Space, a podcast that finds joy in the art of storytelling. Today, master storyteller Sarah Cross is joining us all the way from New Zealand. Sarah is an author, a storytelling coach, and a podcaster. Now, Sarah and I got connected through a mutual friend, and I started researching her content and getting to know her a little bit, and I just thought, wow, yes, this absolutely needs to happen. So here we are today. Sarah is here with us, and she is ready to talk stories. Sarah, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here on the show. To get started, I would love to just ask you, why stories? Why did you decide to design your life and your career around the art of storytelling? That is a really, really great question. And I feel like it almost fell into me. It's a, it's a kind of very fine line between falling into something and realizing that, oh my goodness, I really enjoy that versus just kind of choosing it, but not really realizing that you're choosing it. So I think one of the biggest instigators was when I became an author. And as part of this book, we, all the authors got to write a chapter and you have to really condense a story, a pivotal moment in your life. And actually, it really showed me how often we want to put in so much information into stories, way too much than we need. But I really, really loved writing. I really loved putting my story into words. And actually, it's, it's a great process in itself, almost like a therapy, recalling the event, but recalling all of the event in a way that makes it interesting for other people. And I realized that I hadn't really done this before and I really enjoyed it. And then I reached out to other people, other podcasters who similarly hadn't really thought about stories before. And what I'd realized is this process that I'd gone through in becoming an author was adaptable to other areas. And I realized that actually crafting stories is a real skill set. It's something that I had had to learn myself how to do and something that I never really thought I was that good at. So instinctively, I thought, oh, I can help other people. And it, it was almost like, I suppose, the curtains opened on a theater where something like, I was like, oh my goodness, stories. And then I could see them everywhere. And all the great speakers in the world are fabulous storytellers, you know? And you realize from a very young age, kids, we just read stories to them. It's how we're actually trained from the very first beginning, how to communicate, how to connect with people, how it's just... I, I realized that stories were just all around me, but I never recognized them before. And the more I leaned into them, the more I, I just learned to love them, really. So it's it's very hard to know which started when, but I somehow realized along the night line that I love stories. I definitely relate to saying at some point you start to notice just how many stories are around us because it's really the basis of all human communication, right? It's the basis of all community and the way that we build society. So yeah, I absolutely get that. So you do a lot of different things, the podcast, you're an author, and then you have your coaching business, The Art of Storytelling. I kind of want to talk a little bit about all of it, but I'm really curious about the coaching part of it. So like, what types of people do you work with as clients? And maybe what is that, like, what's the process look like as a storytelling coach? 
It's a really great question. And this is actually the element probably of where I found that something came quite easy to me because I started listening to people and they were saying, oh, I, I haven't got any stories. I don't know how to tell a story. And I was like, mm, I just don't think you've ever practiced it before. And I think all of us have really great stories in us, but often we just haven't told them. They're just like events in our past and we haven't really crafted them or molded them into something. And so what I noticed, probably one of the biggest keys is listening to other people. And just asking questions about different events in their life. And they often revolve around, like the story in the book did, around those pivotal moments, those challenges about the lessons that we learned. But I also think it's much easier sometimes on the outside to listen to somebody's story and recraft it. And what I found is that I could listen to people tell me about their lives and then I could just quite quickly tell them back like a story as if I was reading to them something in like a short book about their life and this was a skill that perhaps other people had never looked into or leaned into and so I was like oh this is this is an area where I can really help people you know and really help them to see that they've got great stories within them and then just help them start to pick out the stories that are like oh that's just a great story you should tell that story and then I think it's also that enthusiasm and permission and telling people that oh my goodness your life is full of incredible events they're really inspiring and I really hope you repeat those um, and I also think that there's great inspiration in a lot of our stories, but we can't sometimes recognize it in ourselves. And that's where someone from the outside is really good because now with social media, whether you're creating a website, whether you're talking about yourself online, whether you want to write a book, just storytelling or, or even as I talked earlier, speaking, you know, whether you're speaking online, whether you're speaking physically in person, stories are just so key. Like the more I look into it, the science behind it, it's literally, literally how our brains are designed to hear messages. Um, so it is just a phenomenal medium, I think, of, like you said, of communication. And sometimes people on the inside can't hear that about themselves. And that's where I think it's just so great to have someone on the outside who can just show you how how basically amazing your life is and all the incredible things you've done and give you, I think, that like boost of confidence to say the world wants to hear my stories. Absolutely. Somebody told me recently, when it's your story, you're living it. So you don't see it that way. Um, you might later, sometimes hindsight, you can you know see the story in a different perspective. But a lot of times having someone tell you your story back to you is a really effective thing. And then also something that you said was permission, that in a lot of ways you're giving people permission to share their story. You know, and it's something that we all know we don't need permission, but at the same time, it can be really valuable to have someone say, you do have good stories to tell. Your life is important. The things that happened are important and I would like to hear about it. And I think I'm not the only one. I think other people would like to hear about it. And so that sense of permission and allowing people to give themselves permission to tell their stories, I suspect is, is a really big part of your coaching. What, what do you think is the biggest barrier? Like when somebody comes in and they want to tell their story, 
what's the biggest barrier? Is it, I don't have anything to say? Is it, I'm too scared to, you know, have a platform? Is there some common thread that tends to trip a lot of people up when it comes to telling their stories? I think one of the biggest things I personally have learned that actually echoes in lots of people is that you want your story to land well. And often our stories don't land well because we don't think about the ending enough. We're all like launching into our stories and we know how to start them and we know how to fill them. And then you come to winding it up and you're thinking, and then you just finish it and then it falls flat <laughs> off to me. I used to, I'm a terrible joke teller. And I think that jokes are all about that, that punchline and the ending. And I think that's why when you're not so good at something, you have to work on it harder. And what I've realized is I think people are often afraid of telling stories because they don't know how to end it in a good way and end it in a way that people go, oh, wow, or oh, me too. Or they want to ask another question. And that is something that I think if you don't know sometimes how to end it or how it's going to feel with the other person, then sometimes you don't even start. I think that makes a lot of sense there. I can't count the number of times that I've gotten into telling a story only to realize like, where was I going with that? You know what I mean? And like, you start to just think I, I need to get out of this now, but I don't know how. <laughs> so I think that happens in social situations. It happens, you know, if you're like, for me, I'm an instructor at a college. And so when I'm giving lectures, sometimes I'll catch myself. So I have to be really diligent about what's going to be the beginning, what's the middle and what's going to be the end and be able to go back to that plan. So that's, yeah, that rings true for me. So I was listening, I was doing kind of, you know, my research on some of the stuff that you've done and been a part of. And I was listening to uh, the Limitless Potential podcast that you were on with Tracy Stone. And you said, um, and I wrote it down so I could get it exactly right. But you said that people just want to feel like they're not alone. They want to feel heard and they want to feel seen. And I loved that. And that to me gets to the root of kind of storytelling and also the root of my passion for storytelling. So I was wondering if you could expand a little bit on that and kind of explain what stories bring to society or how do they help people build community or relationships with one another? I think at the end of the day, we all want to know that we matter. And we all have our own little slice of taking up space, you know, but sometimes we also fear that. And so all of us, in a way, want to be seen, heard and understood. And even before we could write, people were passing down stories through generations. You know, how will you be remembered? So I think one of the things that I love about storytelling is that it helps you to become unforgettable. And I think this is actually what we all want. We want to become unforgettable. We don't want to be the bland person who someone's like, who was that? Don't even remember them. <laughs> and so what I think about stories is that I truly believe every person has a great story in them that makes them unforgettable. And if they find that story within them or they craft it in a certain way or they're pulling, they will be remembered by those around them and they will be that story will be passed on oh my goodness did you hear this story or whatever it is and so 
learning and being bold enough to talk about certain stories in our lives means that other people also get to connect with us. They like, oh my goodness, that happened to me too. And then there's that deeper connection like, oh, she gets me because it's just this wonderful way really of communicating without the judgment and just saying, look, this happened to me. And then that's when it's like people can lean in really and really see who you are and see what you stand for. And so, yes, I think on so many levels, storytelling is something that we used to be like literally before the written word, the way that people would communicate with each other, the way that we pass messages down to generations, the way that we'd instruct. And we've it's almost like a lost art, but I see that it is a real art. You know, I'm sure as people sat around the camp five years ago, there were incredible people who people just wanted to listen to over and over again. And, but I do believe that in one way we all are capable of doing that. There's not, it's, 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 is art, but it's also part skill set. You know, there are definitely things that you can do and learn so that you just become a little bit better at it. That's so beautiful. I love that idea of, because you're right, that being unforgettable, leaving a legacy, which is so interesting to me with storytelling, what we're trying to do is kind of twofold. One, stand out, you know, to be unforgettable, to, to say what's unique about us and to highlight who we are as a person. But then at the very same time, we also want to connect. We also want to relate. We want to say, we want, like you said, somebody to say, hey, I experienced that too, or I relate to that, or I understand what you're saying. So it's kind of interesting how we kind of want both sides of that coin, but storytelling and story sharing really does sort of hit both of those points um, in a really effective way. So let's talk about the podcast. Uh, Stories That Wow is your podcast, and I'm putting a link to it in the show notes page. It's excellent. I've listened to several episodes now. And so from what I understand, this is one kind of a newer initiative for you, right? Like this started in what, August of this year? A little bit earlier, but it's been a bit of a slower process than what I imagined. Gotcha. I know that feeling. <laughs> so so why, um, like, what made you want to expand what you're already doing as an author and as a coach to in- include a podcast? What kind of additional value did you feel like that would bring? And what has that journey been like to become a podcaster? I will probably start where it's interesting that we have little, I'd call them like pools of the heart, you know? And so for a while I have looked around me and I've been hearing because also as part of books, talking to people and I'm just like, oh my goodness, there's so many amazing, incredible stories of people all around us. These stories are really positive. They're motivating. They're uplifting and they show how similar we all are because I've traveled a lot. And I think this is one of the things we build up barriers between each other because naturally we're looking for what's familiar. And yet we all have so many, no matter where you are in the world, we've all got things that connect us and draw us together and make us similar. And I really wanted to highlight this because I feel like the news and a lot of other media channels are highlighting the differences. They encourage the division between people. And I just didn't like this. I don't like this. And I think we need to highlight the similarities that we have between each other. And as a lover of other people's podcasts, I just started to think, what if 
I do a podcast, you know. And interestingly enough, I think we hold a lot of what ifs for a long time. You know, what if? And then you're like, oh, I'll, and what happened was I was like, oh, I'll do it next year. You know, I found myself hiring books like how to start a podcast, you know, and I was like, why am I, why am I getting this out? You know, I'm not going to do that for at least a year. I should really take it back and I should really get it out when I'm actually going to do it. And then a friend of my brother-in-law passed away. He was living in so much pain that he literally decided that he was going to medically end his life in Canada, which you can choose to do, which is a huge, huge thing. But a few years ago, he was cycling around New Zealand, which is where I am at the moment. So in a matter of years, he'd gone from very healthy to really downhill. And you kind of like think, oh my goodness, what, what am I waiting for? You know, that we really, and COVID has shown, we really don't know what's around the corner. And I think I started to ask myself, you know, what am I waiting for? Why am I saying I'll do something next year? What is next year bringing that I think is better than now? Because we only ever have now. And so I thought, you know, what's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is I can try it and it fails and then I'll know and then I can move on. But what if, what if it, it turns into something that I actually love and that is what has happened really is because like you are doing now, podcasts allow these incredible connections with people you would never have met if that hadn't been the case. And I just had Catherine Switzer on my podcast. Um, I'm going to release it in the new year soon who was the first woman to officially run the Boston Marathon. And she's the reason that we have, as women, the marathon in the Olympics. And this conversation I had with her was just so incredible. It was one of the most incredible conversations of my life. And I would never have had that opportunity if I hadn't have started a podcast. And I am so grateful that I took that step because this is what happens is that you take a step and then it leads you down places that you just could never even dream of. And so I think it was just the greatest lesson to me that sometimes you need to listen to your heart. You need to just follow. And even if it's not, you can't really see the end and it's not bringing in lots of money and it's not doing all the things. There are certain things that we need to fulfill us. And if you listen to that little voice inside you and take the next step. And so that's where I am now. I'm absolutely loving it. Good for you for following that tug because it can it can be hard and I I relate to uh, kind of ignoring that pull for a long time and yeah and finally saying well if not now then when and uh, you know in in your very first episode of your podcast where you sort of just tell your story and your background there's a really fun moment where you talk about how when you were a little girl you used to think like what if I became a published author? Like, what if this story that I have in my head or that I just wrote, what if it got published someday? So so what do you think little Sarah would think about where you are now? What would she say to you? 
I think she'd go, wow, really, which is quite ironic because it's called stories that wow. I think, I think right. it'd be wow, you know, what, what is possible? Because of course the world's changing so quickly. And the fact that anyone can literally start their own podcast from their home is just the most incredible opportunities that we have now. And so particularly, yeah, I think it's even better than I love writing books and it takes a long time. But with a podcast, you can get stories out so much quicker and you can spread other people's positive stories. So I'm sure without a shadow of doubt, my younger self would just be like, oh, wow, I can't believe you're doing this. <laughs> so so what about, okay, so that's what little Sarah would think. You have two young children at home. So um, do you think getting involved in storytelling and understanding sort of the collective humanity through storytelling. How has that impacted you as a parent and the way that you relate to your children? Oh, definitely. And that's what I found is that now, if they are, say, upset over something that has happened to them, in fact, it happened the other day, (laughs) my daughter had made this wonderful um, thing with lots of little tiny pieces and she jolted it you know in the last half an hour an hour and all the bits went everywhere and she was so upset and you know rather than just give her all my like oh don't worry you know blah 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 I told her a story of and it was Christmas day how on Christmas day I broke a toy when I was little and how upset I was and so what I try to do now is that rather than I suppose either dismiss their feelings or give them words of advice. I just really try to tell them a story about a time that was when I was little and something really similar happened to me because in that process I'm saying, I get you. I get that you're really sad right now and that's okay. And so I really found that also, you know, when you're giving your words of wisdom to your children, often they just roll their eyes or don't really take it in in the way you necessarily think. But you tell them a story, a few of them sometimes, and they're like, they then literally their eyes expand. It's it's like Netflix. It's what Netflix does, you know, to draw people in. And so now I found that if I actually want to captivate my kids, it's so much better to tell them a story you know, where it's interesting and there's the message hidden in there, um, slightly sneaky, but it works so much better. That's a great tip, honestly. And as I'm thinking about it, if I thought to myself, I'm going to focus on telling a story here, it would get me out of that mentality or that need to fix whatever it is to tell them, this is how you fix your problem. This is how you, you know, whatever. Because that's not often what they need. Like you said, they need you to relate. They need you to say, hey, it's okay what you're feeling. I get what you're feeling. I've been there. Okay, so that those are kind of my formal questions that I had sort of outlined. But are, are there other things that you'd like to share or maybe some new directions that you're going or things that you're um, going to be doing on your podcast or anything else that you might like to share with us before we go today? I think you've done a really excellent job of like right across the board and so many really interesting questions. So thank you so much. This has been (laughs) such a fun experience. I also am throwing out all sorts of things all the time. I like to see where there are gaps. I recently had this Christmas market because I also realized that People don't get the opportunity to sell themselves enough, talk about themselves. And as soon as money becomes attached, people, 
you know, oh, oh, I don't really want to go down that avenue. But of course, often if we're not exchanging money for things, then we other people aren't paying attention as much. And at the end of the day, you will start to lose interest if you're just doing things as a hobby long term, unless it's a super uber passion of yours. But I wanted to highlight incredible people, you know, selling incredible things. And also what I learned from this experience was that we don't do it enough. We don't kind of talk short stories about ourselves because I also believe that selling is storytelling. That at the end of the day, brands, well, they're trying to sell you an image of how you will feel. They're tell, selling you a story of what it means to you. And so I think stories has this huge, wide um, connection, these these connotations. And so what I'm also starting up now is a very low cost membership to just help people with stories that sell. Because this is something that we need to get better at articulating, that we don't practice enough. And so, yes, I think storytelling now I've realized like it's key to so much because um, I read a lot and all of the, the books, even I've, I've just finished um, one now with Seth Godin, um, who absolutely is storytelling is marketing you know and so if you really want to sell in a way that lands with people then you need to get good at storytelling and so that's you know I also do courses and lots of things but I I truly believe as well we need to see where the gaps are in the market and where people can have a, a lift to help and so yes get in touch with me if that sounds like something you know your listeners want to improve upon thank you so much sarah for joining us today and for sharing your philosophy and wisdom on storytelling thank you so much it's been such an incredible experience and thanks to all of you for listening If you'd like to learn more about Sarah's work, please check out the links in the show notes page and be sure to look up Stories That Wow with Sarah Cross on any of your preferred podcast platforms. It's been a pleasure spending time with you today, and I'll catch you next week on Create Space. Create Space.